Okay, so we're kind of wrapping up this series on the Sermon on the Mount, and we kind of enter into this last section where we kind of see, uh, well, we see Jesus kind of deliver some warnings and some last kind of, and, and as some commentaries have said, almost like his uh, altar call kind of uh, vibe is happening near the end of the Sermon on the Mount. And so we're just going to take just a couple verses to chat about today. And uh, the way we'll do this, we're going to read, I'm, I've got the NRSV version we'll look at, and I also have us look at the message version, because I, the message always delivers like something interesting to me. I'm like, that's, that's an interesting way to put that. So we'll look at both of those, and then what we'll do is I'll uh, have you turn to each other, turn to your neighbor, and kind of talk about this passage. And what I want you to talk about, especially with this passage, is what did you grow up when, whenever, I feel like this next particular passage uh, will be one that has that is often talked about in uh, our church life experience. And that's what I find very interesting, you know, about the entire Sermon on the Mount, is that you can read the whole thing, and then there's definitely moments where like, oh yeah, I for sure heard a lesson heard a talk, went to a retreat, did a camp about that. And I for sure never, we never talked about that. And so I'm always also interested in like, what did you grow up hearing about this particular passage? Um, what do you think about this passage now in light of the fact that many of us in the room have, have done even more study of the Bible, have done more interaction with uh, others, you know, who are in other Christian traditions, and other faith, and so I think it'd be interesting to hear how this all, how we take this passage. So here we go. Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction. And there are many who take it, for the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life. There are few who find it. Very Yoda-like. And this is from the message. Do not look for shortcuts to God. Okay, chill out, bro. <laughs> Just coming out the gate hot. Uh, the market is flooded with surefire, easy-going formulas for a successful life. That can be practiced in your spare time. Dang. Don't fall for that stuff. Even though crowds of people do. The way to life is to God. And it's uh, vigorous and requires total attention. Okay. Turn to your neighbors. Talk about this first. <coughs> Uh, it's also All right. Good. Okay. We will start here and we'll work our way around. So, guys, what you got? Um, okay. We should talk up. All right. So, uh, pretty much talking about how it's a very literal quote. I mean, how taking the hard way in life. Um, is going to typically produce better results and steal you towards a better personality, um, assuming you know how to deal with it and walk through it with God, of course. 
let it make you a catalyst person. Um, the narrow path is always the best path. And uh, it was referenced um, also in the Bible that the large gate is the gate that leads to hell, and how the narrow gate is the gate that leads to heaven. Uh, the golden gate is on the you know. Uh, you know what I'm referencing? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know, I feel like taking the path less walked, or choosing the path, um, there's a quote about that somewhere, path less chosen or less walked or something, I forget what it's called, um, it was by. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a very simple and, um, I mean, literal term and quote, it's not a lot to ponder about it, it's just very matter of fact. Okay, good, all right, next. Um. We were talking about how it's kind of like when Andrew was growing up, we kind of talked about like if it was, um, if it was easy, then like it it wasn't good, and that was kind of like the message of this. And then I was kind of thinking that it reminded me of how like a lot of times everyone's trying to tell you something, and like make a mistake. Everyone's trying to like tell you like how to get better, and like I don't know different things that will like. Like steal your life, control your life, and um, I think it takes wisdom to like see through that and see what's actually like life giving, and so I mean that's what this one is kind of about. Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, we kind of talked about some similar things, um, but also like. We, we can't get to the narrow, through the narrow gate by ourselves, too. And, you know, there's a few that find, like, we have to have Jesus lead us through that. Because, you know, like Psalm 23 says, too, you know, even though we're in the valley of the shadow of death, like, he's guiding us through that. Well, actually, we have the choice whether or not to let him guide us through that. And so I think it also comes down to, like, this is our choice. God is there to lead us. Um, but like say there's a thousand steps between me and God God will take 999 to accept me to take the one and I guess that can also help determine which gate you're going to be more attracted to or, or led to um, so I think a lot of it comes to choice but obviously it's not an easy road or easy choices to be made um, but yeah I think guidance is very important letting Jesus guide you because that's the only way Good. Thank you. All right, back here. Yeah, you're, you're two are in the back. That's how the back works. <laughs> We're all the way in the back, so yeah. the people that you're referencing here is in the back. Um, I, I think this verse is actually like really hard to figure out. It's like, uh, does he mean, uh, is Jesus referring to like a specific gate that we're actually going towards? Is there... Um, and how come only a, a few enter it? Um, and why? Why is it small? How come it's not bigger? Why can't he make it bigger? Um, and so the idea of like um, trying to figure out uh, why why this particular like gate is is a difficult thing is is frustrating to me at times because I um, I don't know when I was younger I think things were pretty easy like I just knew what it was and everything was well settled and that that it is, and I think um, as I grow older and I see things a little bit, uh, have more experiences or whatever, I find that um, things are actually pretty difficult, pretty difficult to understand, to consider in various places, so um, the idea of, uh, of 
lot of people heading towards destruction is like, I don't know, sad and frustrating. Yeah, and what's interesting too, uh, I'll, I'll say this, is that often when we are talking about, especially in that particular context, talking about narrow and wide gates, usually the one that is talking about the two gates assumes they are on the path of the narrow gate. Right. You know what happens when you assume things. If you don't, Google that. <laughs> I think sometimes I would like to think of it, this is taking it completely out of context and something different, but almost in my head it works kind of like a funnel. Mm-hmm. That, that at some point, all of us are are on a path that's maybe not that super narrow path. Um, and so the idea of it being something that there's like, there is, you know, paths off in this kind of like wide area in which a lot of us are on, but that hopefully, eventually, it's it's all kind of narrowing down. And some people are in the front of the line and get there super, super quick. And then for some people, it just takes a little bit longer to kind of find that narrow path and that narrow road, which is kind of, I don't know, I feel like in my hand gives that in my head gives everyone a chance as opposed to just like two completely separate like once you're on that wide path you're on that wide path and like sorry for you mm-hmm. um you know and that there's no conjoining paths like in terms of you know maybe kind of everything starts out kind of wide and then narrows down i don't know it's, it's just hard to think of that like complete separation here's the wide here's the narrow and like good luck you won't see it like if some people have the disney the pass, the fast pass. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Some people just have a regular mission. They don't have money yeah. for fast passes. That's fine. No, it's good. Okay. Good screw. <coughs> kind of brought it down to like almost on a daily yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you think about the choices we make on a daily basis, is it on the wide path? Is it on the middle path? And you know, you, you, you are on a path, and you are moving. And so, you know, um, so the, I think the questions are, you know, what wide path am I on right now, and what narrow path am I on right now? Yeah. And how can I, you know, move to those places? Because what it, what it appears to be is that the wide path could be almost kind of contribute to this idea of groupthink. Like, what is yeah. the, what are the masses participating in right now? What is the culture, like, biases and leads? What's the, that's, that's such the wide path. And what are the choices we're making daily? That is, I, I love that. How are we bringing the presence of God in the moment? Right. That's good. That's good. Okay. Um, yes. What we talked about, like, it, it kind of, it, the, ser- the whole sermon is kind of, I feel like it's kind of just talking to everyone, like, kind of today. And, like, a lot of, a lot of us kind of live by something called false narratives. Mm-hmm. Just something that we believe to be true and pursue happiness. And happiness, a lot of times, is, like, instant gratification. So whether it be, like, today, like, Netflix, if you watch one show, you're like, oh, I'll just watch another show. Ah, oh, just one more. Just, and then you end up, like, you know, binge-watching the entire season. But it's kind of like, are you do, fulfilling what God wanted you to do? And then, because uh, God, like, he forgives, all, he always forgives us, but if we're, if we're just following his pursuit of happiness, we're not trying to figure out what we need to be, which is, like, joy. And no one said it'd be easy, 
But if, if we're just doing spending all of our time just trying to fulfill our happiness and our instant gratifications, we're not we're, we're we're on the wide we're on the wide road. We're not we're not trying to go for the narrow route. And it's hard to be like looking at the rest of the Sermon on the Mount, because this is coming at towards the end. It's hard to be the it's hard to be a person that is mourning for other people. It's hard to be someone that is not just going out and murdering people, but also someone that's not angry with a brother or sister. It's hard to not look at a woman lustfully, like just that. It's hard to do all of the things that Jesus is basically saying, this is what you need to do in order to be like me. And I think this kind of keeps, keeps following it up with, it's going to be hard, but this is what you've got to have to do. Is transformation hard work? Is changing hard to do? Um, actually, one of my favorite quotes is Ezekiel 36, 26. Um, what is it? Uh, Ezekiel 36, 26. Oddly, oddly enough, that's your favorite verse. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little. His name is, what's your name? Ezekiel. Um, <laughs> Clever. But um, he talked about um, replacing a heart stone and turning it into a heart of flesh. Um, and this is right before he uh, <coughs> prophesies about the whole like dry bones rising and so on and so forth. But um, he speaks about replacing a heart of stone and flesh. So even if you like steal yourself in a heart of half and push yourself towards something you know dark and life has been hard for you, the whole point of this is yeah, if you take that narrow path, like as long as you walk aside of it with God and like have God in sight, that won't be a heart of stone path, that'll be a very fulfilling path, and I feel like that's the important part, because that's, without that key ingredient, yeah, that narrow path can destroy someone, break them down, but if you add, of course, God to the mix, then a perfect batch of uh, soul cupcakes, so. This sounds bad, but like we were taught that like we are the ones on the path to the narrow gate, and like the others like are gonna have a hard time achieving it, and it's going to be difficult. And the Baptists, yeah. <laughs> and how we now like gone to college and things like that have our mind like broadened, and like now we understand a different point of view from what we grew up. Kind of and a lot of people view it as like, or some people view it as this condemning verse, like he's talking about. Um, as far as like what he's saying, but. I feel like it's more of like a challenge. And like you're talking about the like, it's just that you know, it's more of like a challenge to just the reward his life. So it's worth the work. But it's not so much condemnation, more like a challenge. But it's almost assumed that like because I'm reading the verse, obviously I'm on the narrow path. It's like, no friend, that does not mean that. <laughs> a lot of folks can read. <laughs> Yeah, guys up here. Um, some things that we talked about, um, <laughs> at least when we were growing up, was considering this message in a uh, very heavenward way, like the narrow gate was like your entrance to heaven um, kind of way. Um, and so I think, I think the thing that was hardest um, for me to understand like trying to understand that my heart's not always right in every situation. 
have things that I might not, or I might feel it the mm-hmm. right way or whatever, but, um, you know, the heart doesn't always have great intentions at all moments, um, and that's kind of how I saw this verse is like, um, there's got to be some discipline, not only in what you do, but in all that you do, actually, um, and so, it's it kind of made me remind me of like um, when I was in like younger years of football. Um, a lot of the times they would say, you know, it was easy everybody would be out here, um, and that's kind of how I kind of relate my walk with God now. It's like if, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Um, but there's got to be a certain um, discipline to it. Um, and I'm not saying that I've figured it out. Yeah, and we also talked about how, like, in Jesus' ministry, like, the kingdom of God is not just, like, in the future, but it's, like, it breaks into the present, and how, like, the gate, the narrow gate is something that, like, and you kind of look at the Lord's Prayer, it's kind of like a daily thing, and so, like, I think there's, like, a heavenly, like, tone to this, these verses, but also is, like, it's not all just, like, hard shit to get to head. It's, like, if you choose, like, the hard things today, then, like, it actually pays off and gives you life today, you know, rather than, like, a, oh, I'm just, like, not having my sin fun, and then one day I'll get to heaven. It's kind of like a, like, I choose the hard path now, and, like, it pays off, like, now, as well as in the future, I guess. I think that we will, and what often happens with a verse like this is that we choose um, the low, I would, what I would describe as the low-hanging fruit of this verse is to make everything uh, very moralistic, very black and white, very um, us versus them. Um, and I don't think that's what's, that's what's really <laughs> happening here. And I do think that there is, if we, again, we've been journeying through this whole, this whole sermon, and as we said before, like transformation is hard. Change is hard, um, and we all know that. Everyone in this room is probably participating in something in their life that involved them changing something about the what they do in order to achieve something, right? If I am going to make A's, I have to change my schedule and I have to do and I have to go on a different path that is that is not easy. But even then I would say that on another on another side I would say that um uh yeah, I lost train of thought. But yeah, let me go to this quote, and uh, we'll see where we get where we get there uh, with this. What was it? Ah, I, I lost it. It was there. It was so good. Probably the best thing I've ever was going to say in life, and it's gone. That's what happens. It's gone. It's a long quote, but I think this will be good. Okay. Authentic spirituality is always on some level or in some way about letting go. Jesus said, the truth will set you free. 
Once we see truly what is trapping us and keeping us from freedom, we should see the need to let it go. But in a consumer society, most of us have no training in that direction. Rather, more is supposed to be better. True liberation is letting go of our false self, letting go of our culture biases, letting go of our fear of loss and death. Freedom is letting go of wanting more and better things. It is letting go of our need to control and manipulate God and others. It's even letting go of our need uh, uh, to, to know or our need to be right. That's a narrow path, right? And it's challenging as it is to read the whole Sermon on the Mount and even to journey with Jesus knowing that we are a part of the empire. We are not Jerusalem. We are Babylon. We are participating in the culture machine of more Think about the season that we're entering into and the stress we put on our lives to obtain and to give more. Spirituality is about letting go. True spirituality is about simplicity. We all in this room, for the most part, are obtaining or have obtained Degrees on degrees, so that we may do what? Make money. People, what does Jesus talk about all the time? Money. He talks about money. Now, for those that you encounter in your life that say, listen, friend, all you have to do is just read the Bible and do what the Bible says as they sit in their mansion, said, friend, apparently you have not read the Bible yourself. Because it's not that simple, is it? And I'm not saying that it is. I'm saying this is hard work. But I think we need to work towards this kind of transformation. About letting go, especially to control, manipulate God and others, <coughs> and our need to be right. Um, this quote comes from Richard Ward, one of my favorites, so obviously I'm talking about letting go, and obviously I quoted Richard Ward at some point in today's talk. But I would love for you to turn to your neighbor now and talk about what this passage, this quote kind of does to you, how do you see the connection in the wide and the narrow path, and as everyone has talked about. So let's turn quickly again to our neighbors, talk about this, and then we'll come back for some final collective thoughts, and then we'll be done.
Here, anybody want to share what you talked about with your group? We just kind of won't go around the room again, but let's just hear a couple closing comments and thoughts as we end our time this morning. So, responses to what everyone has said, what we've read here, anything come to mind? Jesus let go all that he had, told his disciples to let go of everything that they had. Many people were like, well, can I go do this too? And he's like, no, if you're following me, you need to be doing this now. You don't have time to look back. You don't have time to go put your father in a funeral or whatever it was. You don't have time to do any of those things. And the rich man, you like, you need to go sell all of your possessions. This is one thing you're lacking. You still have all of these things. Um, like, entering through the narrow gate is completely and totally following Jesus, no matter what is going on in your life. And I feel like the more you let go, the easier it is to go through the with the idea of letting go in that um, I mean what's interesting about the passage before uh, and like you were saying like people can always like whoever's like you know quoting it is always on the narrow path almost always and so uh, letting go is really neat in the idea that like that counters any attempt uh, that someone might make to ascribe their way of life to the verse of like oh well I'm living this hard way so therefore it's the narrow gate so therefore I'm on the right path, whereas letting go in pretty much any situation is one of the hardest things to do. Uh, 
but I don't know, the idea of letting go is difficult, especially when we think about uh, people who may not be provided for, or people who may be underprivileged, or people who may be in need, and the idea of like, it's easy for me to say, oh, well, I just need to let go. I just need to let things do what they will. But it's like I'm in a very privileged position where it's like well, my needs are met. And so that's easy for me to say. But for someone who's in a position where like they're dependent upon other people to provide for them, I don't think that's necessarily fair of me to say, oh, I let go. I just like yeah. whatever happens, happens. And like yeah. I know God will provide for you somehow. And maybe it's on me to do that. And so maybe it's like letting go. Maybe like awareness is instead needed, and then from awareness we can let go. Well, that's always the challenge of when we try to make something clear, just very hard mind, black and white, is that we, eventually that will run its course, and we say, "But what about this?" And it's like, "Well, I don't know." <laughs> but that's right. I think that's a good way to, to think about that. That just awareness then leads you to let it go. First, we need to be aware that, oh, there are some things that I need to simplify and let go in my life. I need to do that to kind of release myself from the, the wide path that, I, that I'm finding myself on. And so that can't, maybe that's not every single thing all at once, but that's some, I have to start somewhere. I think sometimes we, the, it get, becomes overwhelming to think, oh, I gotta let go of all things, like right now that seems really hard or whatever, and then it's the same, the, to bring it down, it's like it's the same thing of like if you're trying to, to go from eating meat all the time to being a vegan. Like going, yeah, I would never do that in such a thing. But to go down that process, you have to start somewhere. Sometimes we don't even start because we think it's too challenging to start to begin with. And so it's like, I've got to do something first. And then I think in that, that's a part of transformation and part of change is I gotta, okay, I gotta start somewhere. And I'm not gonna be perfect in the, in the on-ramping, but eventually this will become a better path for me. But I gotta start somewhere. So I like, I like that. Okay, what else? One more, maybe one or two more thoughts and we'll leave. We were talking about how a, a big thing in today's world is the letting go of your need and manipulate God and others because everyone's taught from a young age that you need to grow up, become the boss or become a teacher, control and not teach alongside but teach like in a forceful way or get a job, don't be grateful for your job you want to move up in it, get a higher position have people under you that you can control and manipulating God's will for you in a way of like I can do this because I know God's going to forgive me or I can do this because God's grace is saves me, so I'm justified in doing this sin even though I know it's wrong, because I know I'm saved. We think, I, I think at least, that that's a big problem in today's culture. I know I've been I've been uh, wrapped up in that before. I can do this because I know God's going to forgive me, so it's like justifying and manipulating God's will and God's uh, overall plan for you to make what you want to do easy. Think more, like to stay on the, the big, the wide road to still like put the narrow road on top of the wide road. So you double step in there. Often when we're talking to God, He's always on our side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, see? God agrees with me. Interesting. One more? Anybody? You can say, this is all baloney. You're like, hey, I'm about to. 
throw some chairs. Oh. <laughs> I think about the truth setting people free. Truth is something that's really important to me, and as I raise my children, it's really important mm -hmm. to me. And one thing I've had to kind of do as I raise my children is let go a lot of what I want to pass and trust. You know, it's kind of that truth. Truth is love, yeah. and love you can deal with a lot of things, even sure. if it's not what you fully believe, because love is more important than being like you know being right. Um, but. I think it's something that's really important for us to consider. What are we holding on to as truth, and what are we judging others against us as truth? And as soon as we're in that position, kind of saying, how can I be free from this judgment of this person or this feeling inside me that is not, that is not truth, that's not true? Well, thanks for being here, everybody. That was great, great comment. You know, my encouragement for you as we are into uh, entering into December that we have, 30, we have 31 days in this month before we enter into a new decade. And so as we leave, I know, I'm, I'm sorry to freak some of you out. You're like, that. like, why did you just mention that? So as we're moving into a new year, and better yet, a new decade, what is this next year going to look like for you? Start examining your life. What are the things that I need to simplify? What are the things I need to let go of? How I need to start my path towards trans true transformation in love and in sim in simplifying and grace and compassion and peace, whatever that is. Because um, as we know, and as we will keep reading on our list of dearly beloved folks that you know that leave that leave us in present body, this life is temporary. So let's make the most of the life that we have. Let's live full lives. Let's live simple lives. Let's live lives full of marked by love and grace and peace. But we have to start somewhere in that journey. So my challenge for all of us, myself included, is to sit down and actually examine my life. What is happening as I end this decade, as I end this year, and move into a new year? This is a great time to kind of be reflective and, and to make plans for the coming year and decade. Okay? We'll see you next time. Go in peace. Chris, I